Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Last week on Here Now, Anna Ruiz made a point of her disappointment that too many people seem to confuse her home country of Colombia with Mexico. They think we like spicy food. They men have mustache. Oh, and right. like yeah, we like all uh, mariachis, but we are totally different. We have different culture, different food. We are not spicy at all. So this week, in our third part to a series of conversations with Aucklanders from various countries, I'm talking to Mexicanos about what makes them feel distinctly Mexican and the cliches that they're faced with way too often. My name's Kadam Riragukumar. Fidel Pimentel is a musician and has lived here for 16 years. And they come and ask me for drugs and I was like, mm. I was like... I'm Mexican, it doesn't mean I sell drugs. <laughs> Fidel plays mariachi with Fernando Gonzalez, who's a singer and has been here five years. When I, I hear like, oh, the cartel, oh, no, please, I don't want to hear that. Mexico is not this, it's c- colorful and music and food and, I don't know, the happiness of the people. Of, no, no cartels, not violent, help for me. But playing this music makes me feel like a real Mexican. Uh, for me, it's like proud of my country. I don't know why, but this power of the music. Mexico is riddled with that cliché of narco culture. And while Fidel has moved on from trying to explain it too much these days, in his early days in New Zealand, fending off that stereotype was almost an everyday thing. The, the one I come across often is uh, when I came to New Zealand, I was living for four years in Wellington. I was playing on Cuba Street. So because I was very exposed in the street, uh, people will often come to me and, you know, they they hear Spanish and they immediately think you're Mexican, even if you're Chilean or somewhere else. So, and they come and ask me for drugs and I was like, mm. <laughs> it's like, I'm Mexican, it doesn't mean I sell drugs. <laughs> I had to sort of like uh, try to calm myself down. At the beginning, I was quite like uh, offended when I saw people, you know, uh, making, you know, like a very extreme representation of a Mexican with a hat and yelling and shaking the maracas. But like, that's, that's an exaggeration of who we are. But then I came to realize, well, a lot of peop- those people have never been to Mexico, so that's probably the idea they have. And they may not, you know, try to insult us by doing that. So I, I was like, it's okay, as long as, you know, they're having a nice time. <laughs> but I think there's an extreme, you know, extreme... Uh, exaggeration of who we are. You're the big mustache, because you don't have a mustache. Where's your hat, Fidel? <laughs> yeah. And where's your poncho? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. 
So Fernando and him are in a mariachi band together, as you've heard them singing in the background there. And yet they do have costumes and they've been waving that flag high for some time now. Mariachi and Mexico, iconic association and therefore also a classic stereotype because that's how it often works. And it turns out that, yeah, you do hear mariachi all across the country. You can find a mariachi everywhere. everywhere. Okay, (laughs) good to know. (laughs) So we try to play the most iconic mariachi songs. There is quite a like a bass repertoire that we will never know. So we just try to, you know, incorporate the most popular songs. But yeah, um, and it's it's. I think the most people think as mariachi as something that is just like a happy, happy, happy music. But it's also quite about love and sadness as well. Yeah. So it can be both, both uh, you know, both extremes. Can be really sad or very happy. <laughs> I also wanted a woman's perspective, so I asked Diana Albaran Gonzalez about what she thought about the typical exported images of Mexico: cactus, tequila, desert. You get the idea. Culto become uh, becomes a marketing thing. <sighs> Narcos, <laughs> you know, like all of this drug cartels. It's not that it's not a problem that we have, but it's not no matter of joke. Um, I think what media portrays about Mexico here, it's very from, it's a, it's a already a representation of us that is not from us. Like it's the stereotypes that are coming from the U.S. So what I found here is that normally the stereotypes that I hear here, it's because of the media that it's portraying Mexicans in the U.S., which is not necessarily the experience for many. Like, I'm from the South. So, like, uh, you know, like the ecosystems or, like, everything that people would imagine, like the desert and all of that stuff. Like, in the South, we don't have that. It's quite the, it's a very green, quite the opposite. My town was uh, kidnapped. I mean, they were under the control of the cartels for many years. Recently, there's a bit, you know, people has a bit more freedom, but... That's that's actually quite tough. So yeah. So it's I would say it's quite real. People think it like a movie and it may look cool, but it's quite sad. That, you know, I have we probably all have friends who die on the hands of cartel. So I mean, I mean, I have been here. I have been here 16 years, but um, my family send me photos, videos, and they experience this like you know every day. You know, it's like normal that someone will be kidnapped or there's shootings and you have to go under your bed so it's quite in my town that's quite normal salsa people people tend to conflate salsa with all latin american and central american countries but does everybody in mexico really dance salsa or not (laughs) well particularly where he comes from very north uh, from center to north the, there's less salsa. So you're from Veracruz, and what about you, Fernando? I'm from the center of Mexico. The my hometown name is uh, La Chona. Well, it's a, a nickname, but it's in the center of Mexico. Yeah. Uh, from where I come from, there was a colony of Cubans who moved there. So actually, Perez Prado composed, you know, mambo and bring these Cuban things to the states where I come from, which is Veracruz. And we also had Africans, and you know, when the Spanish 
came. So that's why Veracruz was impregnated with the salsa. But if you go outside Veracruz, not just salsa, but all their types of music like danzón or, or son cubano, charanga, you will still see in the, you know, in the parks, people, old people dancing this music outside in the street. But when I went outside my town, then I I realized that it was not everywhere. <laughs> I was talking with my uh, Latin friends and a Peruvian or maybe a Colombian, and they said, oh, it's really hard to find um, food from from our countries. But for us, it's... I, I don't know if the stereotype of the tacos, but I found a lot of things uh, more mostly than I expect. <laughs> oh, really? So you found more authentic Mexican things here in yeah. than you thought you would? Yeah, because I I traveled here five years ago and I found uh, one or two places, but now it's like five. It's better <laughs> for me. And it's, okay. It's, yeah. So the question is, do you eat tacos like really often? Is that just a stereotype? <laughs> no, that's that's uh, that's. I'm. I don't know. We come from very different towns, but from where I come from, like there's tacos for the morning, like particular type of tacos you eat in the morning, then particular type of tacos that you eat in, in you know midday and at night. So there's like you know particular. There's no like the same type of tacos you will eat every day. But I don't know about you. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. She, well, I don't know because I found the the real taco that I found here is more more for the night. Yes, that's style. Right. <laughs> but uh, for me, it's okay. <laughs> You're cool with it. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, oh, okay, okay, I want taco. Yeah. <laughs> So what about women? What does Diana think about the cliché of the fiery Latina? And do Mexicanas get grouped in that stereotype as well? Well, as a Latin American woman, a Mexican, but Latin American woman, sometimes, I don't know if it's a, a stereotype as such, but it's like um, like Latin American women being passionate or <laughs> or even sometimes hypersexualized. And I can see that in, not directly to me, but... Um, and the groups that I am part of, a collective of women, Latin American women, sadly, even some are uh, targeted because of it. You know, like uh, there's these Latin American clubs or Latin clubs for dancing. So people would, I heard like even some people will, will go and look specific, specifically for Latin American women. And that's something that I, yeah, my friends have experienced definitely. And also, like, another thing that is still happened, it's because the way that, because maybe we're more expressive in our tone and, like, a, a tone of voice. So sometimes people would think that we are upset or something, but it's just, or or always portrayed as dispassionate because comparing to, to here, like, we might come across as that. But it's not necessarily that we are upset or anything. It's, it's it's just the way that we express. But it but but unfortunately, I need to be careful because sometimes, even to express my opinion, it could be I'm I'm kind of very aware and in a way I have to code switch, not to be perceived as the angry woman of color. Uh, so that's that's unfortunate. But yeah, it's kind of the, some of the experiences that I can think of. 
Back in the studio, Fidel and Fernando are setting up for a classic mariachi song, proudly living up to the wonderful cliché, well, almost. Well, we have a phrase in Mexico, we say like, if you are using a mariachi costume, you have to be proud about it, otherwise you won't make it shine, look shine, yeah. So, and, and I think it's real, because I've seen some guys who don't want to dress, you know, use the dress, and they look like pretty funny. But when someone wears it with pride, it looks really elegant and, you know, catchy, nice. So, yeah. And you sound different as well when you wear it and you sing. Exactly, (laughs) yes. Well, we don't have you in costume here today, unfortunately, but I'm sure you'll sound really good nonetheless. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay. Ready when you are. Ready? Okay. 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 Mexicanos and a Mexicana in Auckland. It's really quite hard, as you can imagine, to fit it all into one episode, places as complex as these. But that's part three of our cultural cliches conversation. You can follow here now on all your favourite podcast platforms from Apple, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify and everywhere else you find your podcasts. You can also find previous episodes of Here Now and When It Was Called Voices on the RNZ website too. My name's Kadam Kumar. Thanks for listening to Here Now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.